Today's guest knows what it's like to get up early, really early. But but listen, it's not just about getting up early that makes her so interesting. She is actually rare air as an on-air personality and is part of a team that has syndicated her show across the United States. We're going to talk about that journey, that journey and what drives her, how she got here and what gives her joy about being in radio. Are you ready? Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. What you are about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, hearing the uh, stories of an amazing radio pro and uncovering the path forward in radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Listen, we provide affordable help for local broadcasters looking to make more money. Is that you? We're a branding company who helps our clients fully develop the right position for their local radio market. We coach local morning shows and other talents, design and execute station architecture, provide weekly music updates, and even produce daily music logs if you need, provide excellent voice trackers, sales, and promotional ideas that really move the revenue needle, and a lot more. We're not only confidential, but we're market exclusive for radio as well. Do you have a problem? Something that gets in the way of that next level of revenue for you? Reach out anytime. We'd love to chat with you. F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. How can we help you? Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events. JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. What is about to happen on this live event? Well, it's almost time for us to talk and have a little visit with Jody Kuntz. And of course, listen to me. She is a driving force behind Murphy, Sam, and Jody in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and is syndicated on radio stations all across the United States. Before we get started, here's what's happening next week. Uh, uh, Marissa Lanchak is an on-air personality and voiceover talent, seven radio stations in six states. That sounds very radio, doesn't it? Including Mix 104 in Boston, WWBX, and New Country 93.1 in Detroit. You can see our full guest calendar all the way into October. Uh, We're scheduling people in October right now. Can you believe it? It's in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. We don't lock away anything on our site the way some other consultants do. That's because we believe in this theory of abundance. Ask me about it sometime. I'd be glad to share. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime. See what you can get for absolute free from our team. Today's guest, I suspect enjoys life and lives that life on radio the way we all should. I think she would agree. We're going to find out maybe that radio is best when people are being real and sharing their authentic selves. Listen, we're really going to enjoy her perspective on life and radio today. Get ready for a good time. Jody, welcome to the Encouragers and the Radio Rally. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I just knew you were going to be great for this. Listen, <laughs> I, I want to start here. Where were you born? Louisiana. You're not going to tell me exactly where were you born? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Louisiana. Baton Rouge. That's right. Uh, the, the red stick. Yes. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a little jealous right now for a oh, couple of reasons. Oh, One, you were right. born in my great state of Louisiana, which I was too, but you Yay. were born in Baton Rouge, yes. which is one of my favorite cities on earth and home of the LSU Tigers. Uh, yes. I'm sure that that is quite a joy. Oh, I'm counting the days. It's always a joy every season. Absolutely. We love it. I love it. There's no place on earth like Tiger Stadium for us, but I love That's... all football. I'm a football person. Are you really? Yes. Thanks to so my dad. Pro, pro ball. What about XFL? All of it? Okay. Well, I, I'm sorry. I love uh, college football and NFL. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, and this it's, come, it's wait, so much. There's so wait. much. I can't even keep up with it all, but I do. Love oh, it. no. Does this come from your dad, though? Yes. I was a daddy's girl and I wouldn't nice. do anything that he did and everything that he did. And so he showed <gasps> me that from an early age. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. So listen, 
when you were little mm-hmm. and and people, they would bend down to you and they would say, as people do, so what do you want to do when you grow up? Did you say radio? Was that your answer back then? I did not say radio. I don't recall people asking me that when I was little. Oh. I don't remember that. When I was little and adults would speak to me, it was always about my hair and freckles, my red hair and freckles. Oh, um, that's right. I don't recall. I don't recall being asked what I wanted to do. I don't. Well, if you could go back, do you think you know how you might would have answered such a question at any point? Yes, because in my mind, I wanted to work in television. I wanted to work in TV. And I went through a radio radio and TV and media program to get to the TV. I happily skipped over the radio, although it came so naturally to me. But I found my way back to it, obviously. You know, that's really interesting because my information says you went to South Carolina Technical College for their radio, TV and media program. And you graduated in 1993. Where is that? Is that Charleston? Is that? No, no, no. It's it's in the upstate. It was a it was a technical college there. It was so funny. It's it's such a long story. You were in Greenville at the same time I was then. Yes. Yeah, I was. I was in the the 90s. Right. Um, It's such a long story. But I mean, if if you want to wait and I'll get to it or I can just tell you how I ended up there. Do it to it. Okay. How'd you get there? Such a long story because it's personal. I was young. I had just finished high school. My father passed away. My mother remarried. I was lost. I was at that pivotal place where kids are lost, even when they have a really good grounding. But I was so lost and um, I was dating someone. And it got serious really quick. And he was moving on from here to move uh, to do his PhD at Clemson University. Hmm. And he asked me to move. He moved and we did the long distance thing for a while while I continued to be lost and didn't know what I wanted to do. And I um, almost went to LSU. And um, because I had spent it was my first ever, you know, football game experience and things like that with my family growing up. But I went with him instead. And I did not want to go to Clemson. I And I didn't I didn't know what to do when I saw that that was available. I thought, well, let me just give this a try for a semester or two. And then I liked it a lot because the program had radio and uh, uh, photography, a dark room, all of that. There's an old term, a dark room. Yes. And and the TV stuff. And I actually interned in television while there at WYFF in Greenville. That's a great place to do that. It is a great place. And I got to work with the, a report, the reporter and the photog. And I loved doing that and being in the field with them. And I had such a great time doing that. I thought for sure TV is what I wanted because it was so fun to be their intern. Well, it turns out they were fun. The work wasn't fun. I just <laughs> thought it was. And so, yeah, it's such a long story. And my first job out of college was in television. I got a a good, a decent job here when I moved back here. It it would have been great for anyone who really loved it, but I am not that serious of a person. So it was news and I was miserable. Oh, you found out that the dream was not the dream. Exactly. But I knew I wanted to tell stories you know, I think that's why I wanted to be work in television because I grew up watching things like 2020 and I was in documentaries I loved. And so I thought I want to tell stories. I want to be involved in that. That's more interesting to me than anything else. You know, it's we're hardwired for stories, Jody. 100 percent. Humans are hardwired for that. I talk about that with radio radio clients all the time. Mm-hmm. It, the story. What is your story? How every, do you control the narrative? Everything that we do is a story. Every bit, every segment, everything is a story. It better be. And, and most of it is fiction. <laughs> Made Actually, up no. Well, I'm not sure about that. You know, I'm reading some studies now that say that we romanticize our past. You know, that it's just oh. human nature to do that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So speaking of romance, November 12th, 1999 Mm -hmm. changed your life, didn't it? Well, yeah, that's that's the day I got married. Murphy and I got married. (laughs) And um, did you know where you were going at that point? I mean, clearly you were not as lost. Right. No, no, this was years later. Oh, yes. Um, um, Murphy and I had worked together first. That's another interesting story about how all of this happened. Uh-huh. 
Um, we worked together for a couple of years before we were serious about each other in that way. And I literally thought when things got serious between the two of us that I would I would have to back away oh, and not right. do this anymore. Sure. I didn't know that we would be allowed to work together, do a show. You know what I mean? With with him being like my supervisor, because you're definitely an in charge sort of person in Listen, our building. In our business, the idea that now you've put a different thing on and it's like, oh, no, you can't be together. Somebody has to stay home. Right. Well, know? I didn't know. I mean, we didn't know for sure because we sort of dated on the down low for that reason, because well, I didn't, I didn't want to, we had just, a... we had just started the show and it was working. The chemistry was working. All right. All right. All right. Don't get ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> first, <laughs> first that uh, dating on the down low in the radio business. That's just, that's radio right there. That's never been, that's never been done, huh? No. Right. Whose idea was Murphy, Sam and Jody or how did it gel or what happened? Here's the real story. Okay. The real story okay. is after I quit the TV station here, I was miserable. I I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had radio experience in my back pocket from my college days. And sure. I applied with a guy named Murphy as a producer or like part-time on the weekends. I thought I needed to make some money and find something else. And that came really naturally me when I naturally when I had done it in college. So I met him there. He hired me as the producer for a show called Murphy, Sam and Amy. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh. She had been with them for a year, maybe two. I think over the whole the whole thing was two years that she was with them. So I was probably with them for a year as their producer. Um, and the guys really wanted a female lead. Murphy and Sam give them credit because they understand that, hey, we are, you know, our, our show really targets females. We target adults, but it's we want it to skew females. So we need a female lead. We don't just need a giggle box. We need a wait, female wait, wait, lead. wait, wait. So look, so Murphy and Sam, yes. they want an engine to go in their sports car. And the <laughs> engine is female, right? Right. That's interesting. They Right. They're programmers. They're fabulous. Um, mm. But this lady was not happy. She didn't enjoy them. <laughs> she didn't enjoy she them. She didn't enjoy working with them. She oh, didn't no. feel like that was her passion. She wanted she wanted other things and she quit. And I was the producer at that time and I was also doing like a weekend shift and and, and things like that and right. it was funny because this is this is a story that I tell women especially. If you want something, you have to be vocal about it. You have to walk in and say you want it because it's not just assumed. Um, I heard, I overheard them talking about wanting to audition females and females who had done morning drive before. Well, I had never done morning drive. I'd only done a couple of shifts on the weekend and I was their producer and I was learning how, how things worked and what kind of information they needed from me. And I was still in a learning phase. Right. But I knew that I knew we had chemistry, the three of us. I knew it before they did. You know what I mean? They liked me. We yes. got along well, you know, but so anyway, I walked into Murphy's office one day. This is before I really knew him. I, we had started to sort of know each other. We admired each other. I stood in the doorway of his office and I said, he's always worn multiple hats. He was like, you know, our ops manager or whatever and doing mornings. And he, I stood in the doorway and I said, look, I, I understand you're going to audition females for this. I said, I would like for you to give me a shot. I know that I don't have the background, but I, I would like a shot for a couple of days at least. And so th that was a Thursday. I remember the way he looked at me when I said that. He, he liked that. He liked that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was just flirting with me, but I, he smiled and he liked that. I think I, I, I want to believe it was professional. So, right. right. So the next Monday I auditioned and I've never left. That's the story. Wait a minute. So the audition was. And I like it, to tell them that especially because the audition was ever, ever as soon as I started doing it, it was like, oh, this works. Seamless. Well, it wasn't seamless. It's not seamless to this day, but we do have a really great group mind. And I'm lucky for that. And that is if you're talking, if somebody's listening to this and it's they were trying to make a show work, chemistry is everything. It is everything. If you've it ever is. tried to put together a show with people who don't have chemistry, you do not know misery until you do that. No, 
and you can't force it if it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Just like you can't deny it when it does exist. I've seen that quote and I'm like, amen to it. No doubt. That's it's like love. Yes. You can't deny love, right? No, no. Like you can't hide money. You can't (laughs) hide money. (laughs) All right. So listen, I want to know from that moment where you stepped in for the audition, how long was it? before you syndicated the morning show and whose idea was it to syndicate uh, Murphy, Sam and Jody? I joined the show. Gosh, see, I'm horrible with dates. Murphy knows this. Mm. I joined the show in late 97. Okay. And we didn't syndicate. We didn't start syndicating until 2003, 2003 or 2002. Something like that, because our Taylor was a baby. Our oldest was a baby. Nice. Um, and it was Murphy's idea to syndicate. And he was correct. He saw the chemistry. He also saw that we were not, any of us, the three of us, we were not interested in moving at that time. If I could go back in time, I would probably say, you know, let's back up and move. But because that's one of the battles we fight is being from a medium-sized market. Oh, right. Because sure. people, right. Because perception. Uh, perception. Yeah, well, but wait, but but I'm going to say this to you, and this should be what you take away from this interview, maybe, okay? okay? Since you have especially already given us the golden, golden rule for women, which <laughs> is if you want something, speak up. And sure. I will only add to that, that, a hundred percent of the time, people don't know what you're thinking. No, tell them, tell them what you're thinking. If you have the idea that mm-hmm. is going to generate revenue, that is going to be really amazing, say it, mm-hmm. say it. So listen, um, I would like to know when you syndicated the show, mm-hmm. um, was that scary that step um it was exciting i don't remember actually i guess i do remember being a little scared i was still sort of new to the business you Mm -hmm. know what i mean the guys have been together they as they like to say since the 50s murphy and sam were together first for a couple of years then they they decided they oh they needed a female and then amy came along for a little bit she she peeled out of that parking lot and never looked back well, I just want and you to so think about it. I was still new. I mean, it was still new to me. So I was a little nervous, I guess. But honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, I never think about it like that anymore. I do not think about how many people we reach in 63 markets now. Right. Because that's not how you relate to people. You relate to people one on one and one at a time. So Thank you. when I'm right. So I don't ever worry about that. It's just about as if, if I were speaking to a group of people and looking at a bunch of faces, I just try to picture one person. Hmm. So it should, well, it's want, not really any different if I was on one station or if we're on a hundred. Well, I really want you to think about how smart Murphy is. Okay. So he we, will love we, that. Oh yeah. We know this. For is, a number, we know this for a number of reasons. We know that it was his idea to syndicate the show. Mm-hmm. We also know that it probably was his idea to marry the female <laughs> that they needed to stay with them since they ran the other one off. <laughs> they did run her off. Sorry. That's, that's just awful. What <laughs> no, I, did I don't know. There, it, it wasn't for her. You know, she was right. good too. I, I mean, I, I liked her. Um, mm. Was it his idea? I don't know. Honestly, everybody wants to know that story. And it's hard for me to tell it, you know, objectively because I'm in it. It's That's my right. story too. But we became really fast friends. Murphy and I were friends first. And um, and I think that's important. Yes. And, you know, I honestly think that even if something happened to our marriage, he would still be my friend. He doesn't want to hear me say that. Oh my, I bet he doesn't. And there's nothing gonna, there's nothing that's going to happen. But I he was he, he and I just became fast friends. And I remember thinking, really life, you're gonna you're gonna give me this friend who I've been, I've wanted. You know, I didn't know a man could be this much of a friend and then this career. And I'm gonna I felt like I was going to have to choose, but I didn't. We had a GM who was like, No, please share your marriage. I'm like, thank you. Bingo. Share everything. Who was, who, who was that person? Chris Wegman. I love Chris Wegman. Chris Wegman. I know you know him. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Because we've talked right, so, for a long time. Yeah. So listen, I want to know, has the show evolved? Surely it has, but has it evolved? Is it similar to how it started? What What's going on with that the show? The show evolves every day. The show will be evolving the last day we do it. Nice. It is such a pliable thing. You know, we constantly check and we constantly, and we're sending out something that we send out a little bit ahead of time. If, if it's not good enough, I'm like, you know what? We need to do that again. I'm sorry, guys. We can't do it again sometimes because, we, but it is always evolving. And we, we, I learn something new every day. And I'm not just saying that as cliched. I learn something new every day, 100%. Mm-hmm. Just about being collaborative, um, about my own, you know, you can think something sounds bad and then your, your producer goes, I love that because blank. Or, you know, where I can kind of push Sam or Murphy. You know, we have a we have this beautiful group mind. That's so nice. And I listen, learn so much every day. I, I want to go back for just a second and just to clear this up for everybody. We've now sure. gone through two and a half years of COVID and all of this. And mm. and one of the things that we've learned is that you can work from anywhere. <laughs> right. And I just want to point that out for people who are thinking about syndicated shows and it's not where the show comes from. It really isn't. It's where, it's where the show comes from. Right. You know what I mean? It's not where the show comes from. It's where the show comes from. So it's the talent involved and how connected they are. And that one-on-one thing shows me where Mm -hmm. your heart is and how you connect with radio listeners. So listen, I think, Inquiring minds want to know, what is your life like away from the show? (laughs) My life away from the show is like everyone else's life. Okay. I pick it 100%. And I love that because I don't want it to be any different because how, how, how will we relate? Mm. You know, I don't live in a mansion. I don't have drivers. I'm taking out the garbage in a few minutes. I oh. put food in the slow cooker this morning so that the kids are eating uh, barbecue chicken sliders right now. You know, my life is like everybody else's. We just got both of our girls driving not long ago. They parked behind me in the driveway and I accidentally bump into them. I'm like I ran carpool in the afternoons for years where I thought it was a taxi service. It's the same as everyone else who listens to us, which is also... I think why it works. We share all of that. I have no other stories to tell, but my own. That's right. And you right. own your stories. So That's listen, right. I want to talk a little bit about your story in 2013. Mm-hmm. This is what they said about you. Jody is receiving the award for national radio person of the year for her contribution in and outside of Radiothon to create awareness For children, listen to this, I find this fascinating. For children who are in need of medical assistance, what was it like to receive that award, Jody? Well, it was a little odd because I didn't know the award really existed. You know, we do, we were doing a lot of work for Children's Miracle Network on a lot of our, for a lot of our affiliates with their radiothons and things like that. And I learned so much doing that as well. You Mm -hmm. talk about something that's, interesting for radio people to be taken out of your comfort zone and out of your studio and broadcasting something with something very serious, you know, and and in a different place. I learned a lot working radiothons and I still do. Um, I was a little, I don't know. I didn't know there was an award like that. So of course I was honored. It's, it's real. And I realized going into it, it's beautiful. And they, they did that for me, I guess, because we, work with so many different families across the country. And we did. Um, it's nice to be recognized. And I realized that's a, that's one of the ways that Children's Miracle Network, you know, thanks the people that because you're, you're really basically giving them your radio station, giving you, them your show for those well, days. Well, let me tell you something. And your heart. I don't work for Children's Miracle Network. I don't work for St. Jude, but I have a little boy that survived leukemia. Mm. So I've done the radiothons. I've done all that. And, and actually, you know, you think, well, okay, I know something about that. Well, you don't, 
I mean, when your kid mm-hmm. gets leukemia and they hand you a book that's six inches thick and they say, read this book real good, because anything that shows up out of this book with your child could mean death within minutes. Mm. You know, it it really shakes you up. And I am so grateful for everyone. We went to a Children's Miracle Network uh, hospital. Mm-hmm. They saved his life. You will never talk to anybody more grateful than me. And I just wanted to say thank you because that's a big damn deal. Well, I'm grateful to be a part of it, you know, just to have told stories. That's another thing. It's about awareness, too. It's not just it is about the fundraising children, Children's Miracle Network. That's what they sure. do. And the radio stations raise money. And there are so many different ways to do that now online. that like fundraising is changing as of our course. industry changes, as it should change. Um, but at the end of the day, it's storytelling. That's why radio oh, exists. Tell me so why that, you said that right there. Why did you say it's changed as it should change? That I don't hear radio people say that. Speak the truth. Um, fundraising has changed as it should. No, change. no, no, no. You said radio. You said our industry too oh, has yeah. cha- is changing as it should change. Oh, uh, now you're going deep. Okay. Well, I mean, we have to be, we have to go into this with our eyes open about the way people use us. Yes. We do because it's different. Yes. They're carrying around their phones, their little mm -hmm. computers in their pockets all day long. Right. And we have to be there as well. And whatever you want to keep whatever, right. Whatever ways they change, we have to change, right? Yes. Yes. All right. We're lucky enough to be wanted. And that's if exactly they seek us right. out if they seek us out. That's all about brand. That's that's my baby right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen, not that we're complaining, but there is hardly a single picture of you by yourself. We noticed as we were putting this together, you are always in a gaggle of people. Are you an <laughs> introvert or an extrovert? What's happening? I'm always in a gaggle of people. I love you my are. people. Um, it's funny. I, um, I feel like there's a lot of pictures of me alone but maybe not well first of all the three of us we are we're an ensemble you know the guys i'm the lead and i am the lead and so many people over the years have said why have you not changed the name of the show to jody and you know but um i don't want to change it i don't want to change it i want to mess with it you know brand 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 yes um am i an introvert or an extrovert let's have it i think i'm both honestly (gasps) can you be both I don't know. I think you can. You have to be really complex to be both, though. Well, then I'm complex. All Boom. Right. You heard um, it first I'm, right I, I'm, ext- I'm extroverted in what I do um, professionally, and that works for me really, really well. But every day, um, at the end of the day, I always say it's time for me to face plant around three or four o'clock. I have to go into my little cocoon to recharge. And I would say that's introverted. I would say it is, too. Listen, right. you really seem to get... Uh, involved with issues around children. I just have noticed this in, in looking at you. I want to know what drives this. Is it because you're just a very engaged mom? What is it? Maybe it's motherhood a little bit, but I also think that maybe there's still a little child inside of me too. I feel like childhood is just such a short season and it's the most it. important. It's the most nice. important. I and saw you talk any, about this. Yeah. Anything that we can do, we should, no matter the child. I actually saw you talk about this, where you talk about how any childhood is so short. It's so important that we do everything that we can for them. I think that's pretty amazing. Thank you now, for saying that. <laughs> listen, I'm going to say this is amazing, too, because. I have a dog named Spider-Man, so you know what's coming. Is I've it seen true? him. I love Spider-Man. I need to kiss him. He's oh my precious. God. He's he precious. Is delicious. And look, he's precious. Uh, he's got my heart. He is destroying our family. In other words, <laughs> we thought we were working for retirement. Turns out it's not true. We're working for him. For Spider-Man. He, yeah, he's like a mafia boss or something, you That's know. Great. But he does it with kindness. So is it true that you have rescued over 40 dogs, Jody? Yes, we have. Oh, gosh, I have a best friend. And when she and I first got acquainted years ago, she's in, she was into rescue. 
yeah. and she changed my life with these three little words because I was like, I can't adopt any more dogs. I already have two and I have this early morning life and small children. And she was like, you can foster. She <laughs> said that. And I was like, oh, I can foster. And so we did that hard and heavy for a long time. Like we always had a new one in rotation. I would have like two or three dogs of my own in my own pack. And then we, I would go to the shelter and pick one out that I thought would work well. You know, we'd bring them home. We'd introduce. Sometimes that would go well. Sometimes it would not. We've learned a lot over the years. We would keep them for a while. Everybody's like, how do you not get attached? Of course you get attached, but you can't save them. You know, it, you, if you only, you know, if you, if you adopt every dog that you fall in love with, you'll never foster. So it was just bigger picture. Yes. So over the time when we were doing it, it was about 40. And I used to tell you all of the names and the breeds and all of that, but they were all mutts, like all from the shelter, didn't stand a chance and ended up getting into really good families. And I felt great about that. We've slowed that train a bit because life's gotten busier. We have more mm. work to do. We have more affiliates and more people to keep happy. And we have a little dog, truth be told, a little one with a, a Napoleon complex who nice. thinks it's fun to attack big dogs that I bring in. And it's just, I'm not having it. So. All right. So listen, you, you just brought something up, but I wonder if you've thought about doing this or if you've done this, I think it's a perfect fundraising idea to have Jody's pack. Oh, I like that about, idea. Yeah. Have you thought about doing that? I think it'd be interesting. I have not thought about that in particular, yes. but um, I'm going to write it down. Okay. Well, listen, thank you for that. Our, our purpose on this podcast uh, is, look, we ask questions, we encourage radio pros at all levels. That's why we do it. Okay. Yeah. We talk about mentors all the time, the idea of mentorship. Mm -hmm. So I've got several questions for you that are related to this. And the very first one, of course, mm -hmm. um, the very first question that I have for you is actually, um, do you have a mentor or have you had mentors? And and if so, can you share a story about sure. how a mentor might have changed your life, either personally or professionally? Oh, my goodness. So many. I don't have one. OK, I've never understood that concept of one mentor because you can learn so much from every single person. And so early on, it was Murphy and Sam. They had been in this business for a very long time and we all guide each other. And it's it's so funny because it's such a beautiful balance that we have because in the beginning I was new to all of it. And so they, they would guide me, but you, that has so leveled out with the, with this mm. group mind that we have. There are so many times they'll do stuff or say stuff or pre present an idea and they will look at me and wait, what do you think about this? You know, what do you think Jody? So right. it's beautiful. So I feel like there, there are times when there's a, a, pushing and pulling and tugging back and forth between the three of us where we mentor each other through all of this. But you have been so fortunate to land in this spot. I know. I mean, it's really true. And, and look, I, before we get away from the mentor thing, I got to ask this because you seem ideal for this. Do you mentor others? I have when, when it presents itself and when asked, um, quick story is, well, several times over the years, we'll get emails or messages, you know, hey, my daughter or son, they want to do broadcasting or, you know, they want to interview them. work in TV. Can they interview you, Jody, for a school project? And I've always said, yes, I love doing that. And we've done it several times. I've done it several times. Like sometimes it's just on the phone or sometimes a kid will come in and interview me. And I love that. And it's so fun. Well, so I've done so many, I kind of, you forget about you know, names and places or how long ago it was. I was on oh, a flight sure. a year ago. I was on a flight and I was sitting in the seat. I'm getting up to leave when we finally make our connection. And this lady behind me taps me on the shoulder and she goes, are you Jody? And I thought, well, she listens, obviously. Yeah, like, yes, right. I am. She says, years ago, she's like 10 years ago or eight years ago, uh, you let my daughter interview you for, you know, this school, this project, she wanted to be, you know, a TV person. And I said, oh, yeah, she mentioned her name. And I did remember, well, that woman, that lady was, oh, I'm not going to throw her name, but she was on the flight to go meet her daughter in Atlanta. I was connecting through Atlanta. Her daughter was about to go interview for a job at ESPN. 
you never know and right so that girl is in broadcasting now and i love that all because she had that moment with you which could have turned her completely off right right but uh, no i mean i'm serious you know you never know we don't think about our influence you could have been having a bad day or you know so those moments are incredible and the very fact that you would open yourself up to that is pretty incredible here is a quote directly from you Mm -hmm. i Door, how intimate radio is. Can you tell us about being intimate on the radio and why that appeals to you? Oh my gosh. Radio is intimate to me because there's something so beautiful about just hearing someone's voice I and mean, you can hear them breathe. You can hear yes. them pause and sigh. And I, I, I use the word intimate because it was intimate to me growing up. Um, I used to, I had a nine o'clock bedtime and my parents were serious about it, but there was a nine (laughs) o'clock countdown on the radio and at nine, they started counting down to the number one song. And so I would sneak the radio, my little flat, little radio, um, under my pillow and I would listen, you know, late when I wasn't supposed to be listening. And I mean, so many of us probably did that, that radio was an intimate friend to me. Right. You know, and I had those. I don't know that kids growing up have that. They don't talk on the phone as much. They message each other. But I like my first boyfriend used to talk on we would talk on the phone at night and he would be like, stay up late and talk on the phone with me. You know, and it's it's just intimate. And I think that as long as you are comfortable doing it. There's no wrong way to be yourself. You just have to be yourself. And therefore you give of yourself. Nobody can be, nobody can be a better you than you. And by the way, those younger kids, they're just going to have thumbs that are like biceps. (laughs) Right. Right. That's what that's going to be. They They don't use their phones to talk on the phone and that's okay. I get that. I'm down with that. I don't talk on the phone anymore either. (laughs) Oh, you got a lot going on there. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk about being challenged because look, a lot of people think that they want something. I want this. And y'all did too. Mm -hmm. What are the challenges with becoming a syndicated morning show personality? What, what happens? Because they don't just roll out the red carpet. Oh no. Oh, come on. We'd love to have you. The day that you want to have, want your show syndicated it's so funny because i know that management there are certain people in management and all radio companies are like everybody wants to be syndicated well first of all i say to that to anyone in management who gets tired of people wanting to be syndicated it would be like you having a salesperson that wasn't motivated and only wanted one account like it just it just shows a motivation and once we had a chemistry and realized we had a chemistry and we believed that we were doing something that we we were lucky enough that it was special. We we said, okay, 1% of it's luck. Let's bust it and work for the other 99%. And that's what it is. And I think that if, if you are listening to this and you want to be syndicated, you have to put on other hats every day. You don't get to just be the talent. Um, And even within that, you will have to challenge yourself because then comes coaching and you have to be open to coaching on the talent side and open to a collaborative environment. You can't throw your headphones down and walk out of the room. That That is tired and old, and that's not going to get you forward. You have to w- learn to really work and make it work. It's kind of like a, it's a, re- a relationship. The Are three of us good? have been together longer. We've been together longer than, you know, any other sort of relationship in any of our lives. Are y'all good, the three of you, at um being coached yes i think so sometimes it hurts and that's i want to go back to the mentor question because i do want to answer the mentor question oh nice but i because i have i have a couple little stories about people that mentored me in the past and still mentor me every time i speak to them um but the other thing is that if you want to be syndicated you also have to put on the other hats meaning that has been such an education in i'm also in sales you know i'm also everybody's Everybody's in sales Um, I have PDs to try to cater to and keep happy and general managers and sales managers. They need to know us. I need a sales manager 
to be on my team and go, wait, wait, don't cut them loose. I've got too many clients with, you know, with them. So we try to teach and, and work with our, all of our affiliates that, Hey, I know we're not right down the hall, but treat us like we are. They all have our cell phone numbers. They all know they can call us for anything, anytime. And we remind them all the time. We work for you. We don't want this to be plug and play. You That's know? right. We don't lie to the listeners. We don't tell listeners we're somewhere we're not. We just don't talk about specifics like that. Does that make sense? It, it does. Right. And look, you're using my language. I'm trying I, to please tell, a lot of people. <laughs> I, listen, I tell people all the time, I work for you. I, I work right. for everybody, right? right. And, and here's what's interesting about what you just said. That's not really great advice for somebody who wants to be syndicated. That's really advice, really great advice for somebody who wants to continue to be in radio. True. If you want to be a talent in this business, you have to have sales managers on your side. You have to go and make their job easier. And I know mm. some of the older people in this business are like, I don't want to make do their it. jobs easier. Okay. Well, you don't have to. You also have to but, embrace social media. No That's question. A big one. We could do a whole podcast on that. Oh, we could probably do a series on that, Jody. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so back to the mentor thing, if you want, I do. you've got a couple of people you like to mention. I don't want to, I don't so, want to escape that. So many, I mean, so many, the names that come to mind, I know I threw Murphy and Sam out because they are and were, and we have that together, that push and pull, but over the years, oh my gosh, Mark Chase, I could call him in my hour of need. And he always shoots me straight and Rod Phillips really? and John Zellner. Wonderful to oh, me. John's great. Yes, he is. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and Dennis Clark, that's the story that I have to tell you. The talent okay. coach, Dennis Clark. We've been coached a lot and air checked a lot over the years, and we're very open to it. We always want the feedback. We know who we are, but it's always good to get someone else's perspective. I learned more from Dennis Clark, like than I, I'll say this. I hear him in my brain every day doing nice. my job. And I've told him that. And the first time ever we ever worked with him, we spent a day. And I even told him, I said, this hurts a little bit. This is painful because he changed everything about, you know, I was so comfortable and I am so comfortable in that studio. That's another thing that, God, are you meant to be doing this? I'm more comfortable in that studio with Murphy and Sam doing my job than I am in any other place in my life. You know, um, I just know exactly what I'm doing in there. But he taught us about forward promotion and being sticky about it, not yes. just blah, blah is coming up. And as often as we can, it's sticky. You know, right. this is what's coming up exactly and why. Yes. Um, and about our show really flowing and things like that. I mean, he just, I, and at the end of our session with him, the first day, that long day, I said, you know what? You're, you're like my Dumbledore. And he had no idea what I meant because he's not right. a Harry Potter person. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and I, I had to explain, you're a wizard and everything you say is impactful. That's what? You're mm. magic. So that's Dennis Clark is one of my favorite mentors. And I'm going to get to see him next week at Morning Show Boot Camp. I'm very excited about it. I haven't seen him in a, in a while because of COVID. Yeah. And then a new person I consider a mentor who is actually a friend. She and I became friends in 2018. And that's Lori Lewis. And I know you know Lori oh. Lewis. Oh, yes, I do. So there fabulous. is a, there is a fabulous I, individual right there. Oh, my there. gosh. Oh, yes. I, we met, I met her and we hit it off in about 30 seconds. 30 I, seconds. I'm and surprised I it took that long. Right. And so every time I see her, have lunch with her, talk to her, I feel like I'm getting fed. And she doesn't even mean to do it. She doesn't, she's not out in this to be my mentor. She's but she just is, being herself. She's just, she's done every job in this industry. She's got her own company now, Lori Lewis Media, highly recommend. Yes. Yes. Um, she is also that person. She is a natural, encouraging guru and she's great. And I feel fed every time I'm with her. So nice. Well, listen, you know, I got a bunch of other questions for you. So I'm going to try to just rapid okay, fire and get through these because okay. I want sure. to get as much out of this as I can. How uh -huh. has being syndicated changed your actual morning show, Jody? It's made us a made us better business people. 
It's made us mm. more well-rounded. And right. I learn, I know more about the business. I feel like, I feel, we feel like we're running our own mom and pop every day. You still think about TV. And I ask that question because uh, you see uh, Bobby Bones, you see uh, 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 Ryan Seacrest. Ryan, yeah. Yes, you see these things. These are strategic elements of a big plan. Is there anything like that for Murphy, Sam, and Jody? Is there a is there a future that mm, might could involve mm, that? Not that I'm aware of. Mm. I have no idea of for that. I'm honestly focused on right now. You know, the next show, the next you know time I go Facebook Live. Okay, well let's talk. Let's let's talk about this because I bet you've got an answer to this question. What? in your opinion, has been the key as far as you can tell in making this show grow in affiliates? Well, we have a wonderful affiliates rep and salesperson, June Colbert. Mm -hmm. She's fabulous. She's a pistol. She's been in the business forever. She was a record rep. She worked for Clive Davis. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, some of the best things that have happened to us have been because of females. Oh, listen to that. Sticking up for the home team. I like well, it. I'm like, I'm on the, I'm on the guys team too. They're my besties, but um, she's a pistol. She's wonderful. She's connected. I mean, we can't do everything. Some of our affiliates, you know, when we first started, we didn't have her. When we first started, I was cold calling stations. How'd you like that? It wasn't so bad. <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could do that I could job. Do I assumed I would be told no. So, you know, the few times I got told, maybe I was excited. Of course. Right. Right. That's all for somebody like you or me, the worst thing in the world you can do is say maybe because it's like a yes. It's so much like a yes. Oh, so So, much. Listen, are you on the board of the Baton Rouge High School Foundation? I was. I was. But that has um, taken sort of a backseat to some other things. There's it's a my. My girl, my oldest went there and my youngest started her senior year there today. Why, why did you do that? They asked me to be a parent, uh, you know, the parent chair. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do it. And I bit off a little bit more than I could chew, to be honest with you. <gasps> really? But did they've you, got but you me, learned a lot, right? They've got me in the right spot. I was fun in games. I'm not a serious person. Is that right? I mean, I don't know. They were so serious in all of the wonderful things they were doing. And so they had me opening their meetings with a game. Well, you know, this is so bad that you say that you're not a serious person because the next question is serious when I need to be. Well, right. Listen, do your kids care that you are on the radio? You know, not anymore. Absolutely not. But I mean, they care when it got them Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, of course. They didn't ask for this life. So I will tell you that I shared a lot. I mean, we were on the air with it the day they were both born. You know, I mean, yes. they they have grown up knowing that they're in the public. Do you have this audio from different things? Do you have the audio? Yes, we sure do. Oh, gosh, do. almighty. We have baby audio. All of right. Course. But so, um, they don't, I mean, they're over it completely. Yeah. And they're very particular now about what I can and can't say. Yeah, I was going to ask, are there things that they ask you not to talk about on the radio and do you comply? Uh, Now I do. I mean, when they were smaller, you know, I had to, I had to tell those funny stories, but now that they're older and they, they, I remember the day that I learned the hard way I was driving to pick up Phoebe in carpool and I could tell she was mad. She had daggers for me. And as soon as she got in, and shut the back seat, the door. How dare you? Why did you talk about my pinkalicious birthday party on the radio? My friends asked me about it at recess. And I was like, oh my God. And she was right. She was right. I didn't that ruin was a, a surprise. Big, but wait, that was a big mom moment for you then. It was. It was like, I, I knew it was great content, but she's my child. Yeah. What and about so, Murphy with this? Hmm? Does Murphy have the same kind of or guys are like, eh. no, he and I both, we try to be very respectful of their private lives as they get older. Right. You know, it's like, you know, get your own life, mom. Wow. <laughs> they didn't ask for this. So I, I actually do text them. Hey, can I share this? Usually the answer is no. Hey, can I tell the story? 
Usually the answer is no. And so I try to respect it. Okay. Here's a funky question for you that most uh, radio talent don't get asked really. Okay. Uh, do you work on fame? What does that do mean? Work, do you work on fame for yourself, for the show, for the brand, for the. I don't know what that means. Do I work on fame? Mm, we're going to have to talk offline about that. That'll be interesting. I'm sorry. Um, so listen, we work on our brand. We want it to grow. Is absolutely. That, okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, after all this time, tell me what you love about radio beyond everything else. That it's a companion. That I get to do something that actually it's taken me a long time to understand this. When I first started doing this, I thought I'll do this for a few years. It's fun. These guys make me laugh. I know mm. what I'm doing here. I'll do this for a few years and then I'll get a real job. I told my mother that when I first started. But and now I realize because of over the years of all the people who will come up and say, you know, things about, wow, you talked about this and I laughed or you talked about this and it I completely stopped my car and thought about it. And yeah. that's all of us. I mean, the guys, you know, I know you're talking to me, but the guys have shared their highs and lows in life. Both of them stopped drinking and have shared that, you know. Oh, that's big. Yeah. I had a miscarriage between Taylor and Phoebe. We've shared that. Oh. Not that it's, you know, over the top TMI, but right. the fact that it's companionship. And I know because I'm a consumer too, um, yes. I seek companionship as well. Uh, people want to be known and they want to be heard. And that's a part of getting to know somebody on the radio, you feel like they know you because you know them, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Social media makes it that nice two-way street now too. Absolutely. No, especially if you know what you're doing, right? Yes. So look, let's talk about the future because everybody wants to talk about the future of radio. Mm. Uh, Can I get back to you after next week? (laughs) I get to meet Fred (laughs) Jacobs next week and I'm excited. (laughs) You know what? I love Fred Jacobs. I do too. Uh, He is so stinking brilliant for a lot of different reasons. And his bend toward technology is really incredible. Uh, You know, a lot of us uh, have different vibes on it. Like for one, I'll tell you that I personally believe that man makes no progress. And I know you're going to be like, wait, wait, you were talking about technology. You said man makes no progress, but we all have these little computers in our hand, right? And we carry around a computer in our hand that has more computing power than NASA had when they put man on the moon. Yeah. But basically man personally makes no progress. We are bound by our own human nature. And that's the really interesting part about uh, the things that you've said uh, on this broadcast about mm-hmm. being a companion and connecting. We want to be connected. We want to be heard. We want to be a part of. And I think that's something that y'all do incredibly well on this show. Thank you for saying that. That's all I really want at the end of the day. Well, I do want to say this. Nobody knows anything about the future. So we all get to speculate and no, you don't get to wait till next week. You have to tell us now, what is your perspective on the future? My perspective on the future of this industry is that, of course, vehicles will change. Yes. Um, If if you're a storyteller, if you're a talent, you know, keep working at it. Don't let what someone in a, in a trade or someone, some quote dishearten you about if you feel like this is your gift or this is your talent, or if it's what you really want to do, work on your storytelling, meet as many people as you can meet, say yes to podcast. You know, we do two a day, you know, just because people are always going to want that, that companionship and that connection and that intimacy, no matter how they get it. Right. That's exactly Whether it's a right. radio under a pillow or a phone in a pocket. That's right. Whether right. they pick you up on a podcast or they hear your morning show or they hear right. something different, who you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. listen, uh, do you have a favorite social media for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, uh, I just want you to think about all of social media. I want you to think about the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Is there something that puts a hitch in your giddy up and you go, Ooh, I can't wait to do this. Like a platform? Yeah, it could be a platform, could be a specific thing. On a okay. platform. 
Okay. Well, I really enjoy looking at Instagram because I don't feel so, I don't feel like I have to stop. It feels very forward motion to me, but I love doing Facebook lives with our audience. I try to do it weekly. I have a, a Thursday night thing and Lloyd, oh my gosh, it fuels me. I go on, I sit down in front of a computer or with my phone and just like we're doing right now, Hey everybody, what's going on? And I just tell you what's going on. I just made brownies for the girls. You know, I had a rotten day. What are you reading? What are you watching tonight? Uh, Sometimes we've talked like about specific things. Women mostly want to talk about, you know, women things and at things at work. And, and we just, it's, it's so funny because I'll have a, I'll, I'll write a little note card with like two or three bullet points of things I want to cover and you never know where where, where they get to steer the conversation and I love that and you get to see it real time ah it fuels me I can start tired and uh, sure that I need a face plant and go to bed because I get up so early and I start seeing those comments and it's it's just fabulous and that is a special feeling because they know us from the morning show but it's time I get to spend with them outside of that realm. And I love it. Oh, so I love the live component. Yeah, it's theirs. Yes. It's theirs as much as it's yours. It's incredible to yeah. hear you have such a good handle on not what it's like to be a host. Forget mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. You have a great handle on what it's like to be a listener, what it's like to be a, a woman that wants that connection, you know, mm-hmm. do you call the Thursday night thing something? Do you, do you call it something or are you just, I just honestly, I promote it as, Hey, join me Facebook live tonight. And I'll say the time and I'll post it and I'll say, here are the topics or whatever you want to talk about. I haven't is named it, it. No. <laughs> is it mostly women? Is it men and women? Is it, it's, what is it's, it? I would say if I had to guess, it's about 70% women, 30. Okay. I mean, there are men for sure. Mm-hmm. And they're fun. They're funny. You know, they're different than the women. <laughs> yes, I, I've been seeing and a lot I, of that. <laughs> and I I also think that, you know, people, I'm, I'm not, I have no illusions about people staying with me. I'll stay on for 20 minutes or something. People come in and out. And right. I, I get that. I get it. Well, but you know, look, your time with them is a time to connect. So right. if... If they're there for five minutes or eight minutes or, t- I mean, my God, that's incredible. Right. Yeah. Listen, it's such a joy to spend this time with you, Jody. I want to thank you for being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you Boy, for having it, me. It's so hard even to let go. I'll tell you that. Listen, <laughs> I, I, if you're listening to me right now, get more free resources to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the free blog at RainmakerPathway.com at any time. You can just go and get this. We're here to encourage radio pros at all levels. Literally, that's all we're doing. So subscribe anytime to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. You can listen to our past episodes in in our large archive. You can listen to a new episode every single week. I promise you are going to be encouraged. You will learn unexpected and valuable things because the, the value that comes from every episode really comes from our guest. doesn't have anything to do with us. Remember, mm-hmm. if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, email me, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope that you have a great week. Like we like to say at Rainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally, once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want can change that to radio show you could change that to podcast it's you nobody's a better you than you are we want to thank our very special guest for this live event for this podcast jody from murphy sam and jody the syndicated morning show if you don't know what that's about you're missing out i want to thank you for being our patient guest and our giving guest she's so nice thank you and, uh, a very special thank you to joe kelly for producing the encouragers the radio rally podcast which should be available in the next 24 hours or sooner actually he's usually good about doing that within 
than 20 or 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing their careers in audio. Subscribe for free on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere you get your podcast. Please, if you don't remember anything else from this podcast, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers, and good night.